Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast, where we are in pursuit of living life abundantly, not held back by our body size or symptoms, nor are we being held back by our hurts, habits, or other obstacles in life. Learn the secrets to crush it in your health, wellness, relationships, and spiritual life. I am Danielle, your host and practitioner. And in this episode, I am interviewing a special guest. She is a one-to-one client of mine, a high-level one-to-one client of mine, and you guys are in for a treat. This woman is dealing with so much on her plate. This woman is a believer. She's an overcomer. She stretches her resilience, her resilience muscle. She is a business owner. She has, I don't know, there's just so much going on. And so many times, like the reason why I wanted her on this episode is because so many times we women feel like we are alone. The things that we are experiencing in life or that we are experiencing life very personally feel like we're unique. It's a unique experience. My friend listening, you are not alone and your story is not unlike so many other women. You know, for a society or culture that we live in now that is so connected via social media, we're actually really not connected. And I want to use this podcast episode specifically to help you to be seen and known and know that you're not alone. And, you know, during this episode, we're going to dive into it here in just a few moments, but in this episode, uh, Jen, her name is Jen Hilton. And she said, it wasn't recorded. This part wasn't recorded, but she said, you know, I feel like this episode was just like me getting another one-on-one time with you. She said, this is exactly it. I'm always learning from you. I'm always being encouraged to move forward. And so it was just, it was a delight. I cried a couple of times in this episode. Um, She brought tears to my eyes and just the gloriousness that is the ability to change. Women choosing to step out of the quote unquote norm in caring for everyone else out there, but not for ourselves not filling our own tanks and filling our own tanks is not nails and hair and all of that. Now it could be part of it, but when all heck breaks loose, what actually matters? And we dive into that in this episode, she dives in and tells you some very vulnerable pieces where she has worked on with me and see, I'm very, I'm very much of this person. I'm not going to tell everyone's business. Like if you follow me on social media, you're not going to see me saying like, Oh, this person had this win or that kind of thing. I will talk about topics we talked about, but I will not put your name there. I won't say anything like that. And some of the things that she shared in here were vulnerable pieces I personally would have never even thought to share. Um, But she wanted to because she wants you to also see that change is is capable and, and accessible to you. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and just hit play and let you listen in on on our pretty much like one-to-one session. All right, welcome, Jen. I am so glad that you are here with us. I just, um, it's such an honor to work alongside you. And it is also an honor that you would even come on this podcast episode and take time out of your literally busy life um, and share it with me. And I don't know how long this will be because we both like to talk so here we go. Um, 
Can you go ahead and get us started by telling us a little bit about yourself, your family, and basically like, what is it, what is life like for you right now? Well, thank you for having me. First of all, um, I really appreciate you. Um, it's an honor to be able to speak on your podcast. I, um, right now I am a mother of two boys. Um, we live in Indiana and it's summertime. I am a teacher. And so, um, in the summer, it's really crazy because we struggle to have a set schedule of, you know, what life is going to look like in the summer. And that tends to change a bit, but we're going to be, uh, starting another school year fairly soon. And it has some mixed emotions about it, you know, as some uncertainty, some uncertainty and, um, excitement. I am starting a new position that I haven't had in a couple of years. So, um, yeah, I have a business also. I am a tutor and a language acquisition coach. So that is something that I started uh, this spring and we've been working on it. Uh, I've been working on it this summer and I have some clients, clients that I'm excited to be working with for this year. We recently found out that my mom has uh, lung cancer. And so she's made the decision that she wants to move in with us and um, do her treatments in the um, city closest to us. So that has, there's a lot of uncertainty with that as we're not sure what that's going to look like right now. Um, so a lot of things, a lot of plates in the air, that's what my life looks like right now. Um, and just, just trying to keep my wits about me as I go on through each day I just take it a day at a time. Yeah. And so you are a very, you are the typical person I work with and you're the typical woman let's just say around, at least in America, where we are, and I'm not saying it's not in other countries because we do, I do have a lot of listeners in other countries, but here in America, it's this, it's this new thing. And if you are a listener in another country and this is just normal for you, please email us and let us know um, how you guys manage this. But we are one of the first generations that are raising our own children and having to help and care for our elderly parents or our ailing parents. And that is something new that no other generation's really done before us. Because usually when you're, uh, when you are um, taking care of your parents, your kids are usually out of the house, right? Like you can kind of say, oh, well, I used to care for my kids. Well, now I just move into this care, um, this care role model for our parents. And either way the life of a woman is hard isn't it because it's like we're always thinking about someone else and let alone you're a teacher you're a wife a mom and you have a business so you you are constantly outward thinking right like you're always thinking and caring for everyone else's needs and it's so hard to think like oh when do i get the time when do i implement these things for myself how in the world can i even 
do self-care. And so what are your thoughts on that right now? Like, what are your um, concerns, I guess, as you're moving into this season of a lot of uncertainty and a lot of caretaking and a lot of new, right? A new, like a lot of new all at once. What are your thoughts right now? Like, what are the concerns? What are the, how are you working through that? So in the, in my mind, I I am continually thinking about how am I going to take care of myself? Because I know ultimately if I'm not caring for myself, then I can't care for the people around me well. So I think about all the things that working with you, that you've taught me to do, to be more purposeful and intentional about doing things to care for myself, whether that's, you know, taking a break or taking a bath or making sure I get my water in, making sure I get my protein in, you know, um, just taking those steps intentionally to better myself. Um, and I think that when it comes to being able to care for myself, I think that I will need to have a set schedule or, uh, build in those times for me to care for myself, you know, with the things that I enjoy, like I enjoy painting and that's, that's not something that I do a lot, but that is something I'm going to have to plan in so that I do get that time to care for myself and be creative but that's something that we talk about here at with my one-to-ones and even in my membership, we talk about that your health is not just your physical health, right? Like it's not just the weight on your body. It's not just skincare. It's not just hydration. It's not just reducing your symptoms, but health actually is the like this, this full encompassing of um, the pursuit of wellness in all areas of your life. So like health is the pursuit of wellness in all areas of your life. And creativity is one of them. We were created by a creator and we were created in his image. And thus we love and get joy out of creating things. And some people are think that creating is, you know, just in art, which that is one big form of creating, you know, things, but some people, it can be writing. Some people, it can be just gardening. I say just gardening. That's a big task. That's it's a big task. Um, but gardening <laughs> is creating and tending, raising a family and doing creating memories is still creating. And so exploring all of that deeper, I love that you're already like kind of putting in some of those tools that we've talked about, like scheduling time, making it happen. And you're talking about taking action. And that leads me to this, this, um, question of you have been with me two separate times, right? Like you have worked with me Mm one-to-one two separate times. And again, that's not unlike many of my clients. Um, but what originally brought you to working with me and then what brought you back to working with me the second round, what did, what was life like before you needed to come back or before you started working with me? Okay. So before I started working with you, um, I, I probably would have characterized myself as highly depressed. Um, I had been dealing with postpartum for quite a while. 
after my uh, second pregnancy. And um, I feel like I was just in a place where I didn't really realize how much I was not caring for myself. Um, I, you know, started to look at different medications that I could take to fix the problem and they don't really uh, fix <laughs> the problem as much as taking care of yourself and, and, and eating better and getting your hydration and caring about your spiritual wellness and all those things that, that you've taught me. So I was in a place where I just, um, I wasn't caring for myself and, uh, that led to anxiety and depression. And, uh, I was highly stressed out and my husband had actually recommended talking with you and, and getting a, a consultation to see if um, if what you had to offer would be good for uh, helping me to kind of get out of that hole that I was in. And um, and I I did, you know, all of the I took that step and all of the things that you told me um, to do or helped me, guided me through, gave me suggestions, like so many, like I couldn't even name everything that you've, you know, helped me with along the way. Um, but I've implemented those things and I've come out better on the other side. Um, I left for a little bit because I felt like I, you know, I got this thing, I can do this. You know, I, Daniel's gave given me a lot of really good tips, tricks, and she's set me on uh, a good way of uh, some strategies for helping myself. So I thought that I could do that on my own and it worked for a little bit until I started not caring for myself yet again. And so that's, that's what brought me back because I, and I realized that right away that when I wasn't caring for myself, I wasn't getting that, um, that, uh, like companionship with other people who were struggling with the same thing that I was, you know, I missed out on that. Um, and so that's, that's what brought me back. That's awesome. And really that, you know, what you're telling me in this and telling us is that you had enough confidence in yourself that and enough um uh, i don't even know what to say like and not 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 even confidence but you had enough hope and you had enough um is it emotional intelligence to say i can ask for help i'm not a failure mm -hmm. if i'm asking for help i'm actually a survivor and winner and overcomer when i ask for help and i love that about you because you really do take on like our conversations together. They're, they're very in-depth and we'll get into that. Um, but our conversations are so in-depth and so personal to you. It has nothing to do with anybody else. It has nothing to do with, you know, this is the ideal thing. No, it's what is going to work for you in this moment. And I love that you understand that, you know, that, and you, 
um, again, you take action and that's where change happens. Change also happens with something you just brought up is change happens when we are in a space or put ourselves in spaces where vulnerability is allowed. And it's safe to be vulnerable because vulnerability creates human connection and human connection is where change happens. And so that's what you just totally described. And that's what we do here. Um, that's what we do here in my one-to-ones and in my membership. And it's just, it's, it's transformative. It's pivotal in things. And so with that said, before we get to what it's like to work with me, um, and I'm, it's kind of, that's me being vulnerable, asking you what it's like to work with me, because I like to think the way it's to work with me, but your your story can come here in just a minute but what dieting programs or modalities have you tried before so like you just talked about we talk about creativity we talk about your spiritual wellness we talk about your physical wellness we talk about root cause things we go all the full gamut of our whole being right so mm-hmm. what dieting programs or modalities did you try before and then what were the lasting results or if there were any from them Well, before I was a power lifter and so I didn't really try uh, any one diet in particular. I did focus on high protein diets. Um, but one thing that I, that I did try when I was losing water weight with, um, was, uh, water loading. And so, um, that was something I wouldn't say that it was um, terrible for my health at the time. Um, but that's, that's how I knew to lose that water weight. Um, fast forward, I did try keto a little bit at one time. Um, I, I personally didn't do well with it. I think because I was not very consistent, and I kept falling back and, and going back to the foods that are not, you know, <laughs> considered keto. Um, so that was a little bit of a challenge for me. Um, so that, that diet didn't last very long. And then the thing that I tried to lose weight before I started working with you, um, and this was actually after my first pregnancy, uh, cause I wanted to get back into powerlifting, um, was resorting to weight loss pills. So I would be using those. And while I did lose weight using them, I don't know if it was like correlated or anything, it didn't stay off. Um, so I wasn't working with creating a lifestyle. I was just trying to find like the quick fix. Yeah. And that's what I think it's so hard in our culture and in society today. Like everything is at our fingertips. We can buy groceries from our fingertips and have them delivered. We can get that instant gratification that that task was done or, and then move on to the next thing. And something else that's kind of underlying what you've been talking about is like, I've, the mentorship with me in this one-to-one has forced you to slow down, has forced you to take back control of places that kind of just like let go or just, okay, let's just do it to check the box. All of those mentality, all of that is a mentality that is instant gratification. 
And I don't blame anyone for that. I do not know why I have tears in my eyes. Um, but I don't blame anyone for looking for the instant gratification. When we lean into that instant gratification, um, those of you listening, I want you to think about this. I always forget that someone's listening or people will be listening to this. But <clears throat> when we lean into that instant gratification and we're like, oh, like, I really want this and I want it now. Kind of like the Veruca, was it Veruca? What's her name from Willy Wonka? I want this and I want it now, whether it be weight loss, whether it be just no more migraines or um, I want whatever it is. I want you to think about that desperate piece that's in you. What is so desperate that you're willing to give yourself less than optimal or less than the best? Because what would happen, so if, let's just say for a migraine, if Excedrin works for you or um, what is the pill? I, I, was on a, I was on a crazy pill. I talk fast anyway, you know this. But imagine me on this <laughs> pill that sped up my speak my my speaking and it was to help prevent migraines. What would happen if we found the root of that cause? What would happen if I no longer had to take that medicine and had to be consciously thinking when I'm talking, Danielle, you're talking too fast, Danielle, you're talking too fast, Danielle, you're talking too fast. People can't keep up with you. What would happen if I found that root? And I didn't have to be on that medicine that caused even other side effects. I didn't have to um, worry about things. I didn't have to freak out about my next migraine. I didn't get any more migraines. Because if it's something that you are so desperate for, then it deserves the time and energy and money to be put into to address and be done once and for all. And that's what marketing does. Marketing will go after your desire, that, that deep, desperate desire you have. I mean, I think you and I both grew up with the Slim Fast commercials, right? Like the Slim Fast commercials were the can and then they put the, um, was it a belt? It was a belt or a, um, a tape measure? It was measure. like a tape measure, yeah. Yeah, so in the, and like, it was almost like if I drank it, then all of a sudden my waist would cinch in. And I fell, I fell into that gimmick. My mom did. It was all like, it was just everyone around us was drinking slim fast and it tasted like the tin can. Like that's what it tasted like. And yet we were, we would. It did, <laughs> it did taste like a tin can. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but the thing is, is like, we, I was so desperate. I've always been a big girl always. Now I know why but I've always been a big girl. My mom has always been big and struggled with her weight. My grandmother on my dad's side, I'm, I come from German and like Slavic sized bodies that are just meant to be bigger. I did my DNA test. My body is meant to be about 20 pounds heavier than a person my, my like, you know, same demographic, like same things, right? So I know that I'm gonna carry a little extra weight, but not a little extra, whatever. But all of that to say, grab hold of that desperate thought that you have. And that desperate thought is, for example, I want to lose this weight. I'm tired of feeling this way. And when we grab hold of that and think, okay, wait a minute, am I going to continue to let it like, cause instant gratification, let's just say slim fast or diet pills, slim fast 
is going to make me feel like I'm in pain because that nasty tin taste of the can. And it's also going to make me feel like because I'm skipping a meal, I'm, I'm experiencing pain. So that must mean it's working. I'm getting instant feedback. Whereas if you find the root cause of that, it may take time, but it shouldn't feel painful. And that's where I want to kind of segue into what is it like working with me in a high level one-to-one package and what kept you around? What keeps you around? Because I don't want my clients to experience pain. Maybe that therapeutic pain of letting certain things go, right? That are holding us back, but not that physical. I don't know. You know what I'm saying here? Like, I don't want them to feel like they are sacrificing their life to get the results that they want. So what are your thoughts on that? What is it like working with me? So the first word that comes to mind is freedom. And the reason I say that is because I felt like I've been able to let go of things that um, I've been holding on to uh, mentally, emotionally. Um, and I've, I've felt like, Danielle, you are like one of the best listeners that I've ever had in my life. And having someone to just invest in me and my health, not just physical health, but all of it, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, all of the things, um, you really take into account the weight of everything that is going on in a person's life. And you, you give tips and advice and suggestions that are, um, I'm, I'm not trying to be like over and exaggerated, but they're, they're life-changing. Like it's ways that I, things that I haven't thought about for myself and it helps me to get a different perspective Um, which is one of the healthiest things I think a person can do is to be able to step outside themselves and get a different perspective on how they're living. And um, I have not for one second felt shame about anything. In fact, it's been very liberating, like I said, um, to be able to just be myself and be able to pour out what's going on, um, the things I'm struggling with and my hopes for myself, my hopes and dreams for myself and where I want to be. And so it's been really impactful working with, with you in, in all of the areas. So I, I deeply appreciative of that. As I'm over here, like tears crying, because that's my hope and that's my desire. And that's my, that's what lights me up. That's what lights me up. I don't need someone to pad my ego. What I love to see is what I have shared and it being able to be lived out. That's what gets me going. That's what makes me excited when I see you 
doing and adventuring into new things and living in that newfound freedom. And it's, and I don't like, um, most of my clients are Christians. Most of my clients are believers that, you know, Jesus is the Messiah and is coming back again. And it's phenomenal to see when you, when I feel, and when I see the Holy spirit working in and through these calls that we have together and it's, beautiful because I tell my clients, I'm like, I pray over you. And I'm usually praying over you in the shower or the sauna or things like where I actually have complete, well, let's be real. I have three kids. So my youngest is usually coming in asking questions while I'm in the shower, but it's usually where I have the most silence. And that's when I'm praying over my clients. And I feel like that's where the Holy spirit is allowed to lead, allowed to lead and guide and direct. And I think what you said about me listening, that's a huge compliment because that's something I've worked on for years. Because I personally know what it's like to not be heard. Oh, I didn't expect this to get emotional. Um, but I know what it's like to not be heard, to speak up and try to ask for things or try to work through things. Mm -hmm. And someone that's on the other side, whether it's in front of me and on the other side of a table or in my own home growing up, like I was not heard. And it was always being listened to with an agenda that was someone else's. And that's something I want to bring to the table. And I obviously I did for you um, bring to the table because I, and I don't take on very one to very many one-to-one -one clients. I haven't opened the doors to my one-to-one -one or the applications to work with me one-to-one in uh, honestly over a year, because I do put this kind of energy in, like you are one of my priorities in my life. When you're a one-to-one -one client i'm taking time to pray over you i'm taking time to really listen and figure out from your feedback whether it's on the check-in forms or whether it's in um, our conversations i go through our notes and really just praying over okay god what is the next best step what do i need to do and a lot of times he's just like listen and i'll meet you listen and how many times do we need to be told to listen because I'm a good doer. I'm a great doer. I will sit and toil all day long. But to sit and listen and know that he will meet us in that is life changing. And thank you for, like I said, this is like super humbling and vulnerable to even share what it's like to work with me because I think our time together is something that's a sacred time. It is a sacred time and I don't try to share anything very specific about what I talk about with my clients, that kind of thing, because it really is just like this intimate time together. And you've already kind of segued into it, but what are some of your lasting pivotal wins or things that you have experienced that are wins for you since working with me? Like, what are you going to continue taking on through this busy season and not just busy, but crazy, overwhelming, brand new, all the stress, all the things that go with that. What are you going to take from our time together and implement in that? Well, one uh, thing that comes to mind that has been helpful in the past is being intentional about the schedule of my day. Um, so sitting down and doing the block scheduling and, and changing it up when, when things need to change. I think that also making sure that I am intentional about the protein 
that I'm getting, um, making sure it's quality protein and um, it's fueling, fueling my body, helping to satiate those hunger hormones. And, um, and another big one is journaling. That's one that I've done off and on. Um, but when I, when I do it consistently, like, um, recently you had me do the, uh, the, uh, Lectio Divina with reading my reading through the Psalms and journaling with that. And that has been so, I think I'm going to use the words you use life-giving, um, to be able to, um, just find that space, be intentional about that time to sit down and just have that intimacy with God. And, um, that's something that I, I still struggle with today and being intentional about it, but it's definitely something that is, you know, at the forefront of my mind to make sure that I'm creating that space in that time yeah. to do those things. I also think like setting aside like that, um, alone time because I'm constantly around people. I'm, uh, always around my husband, my kids. I'm going to be around my mother more often. Um, I'm always around kids at school, <laughs> um, other teachers, like, but being able to create that alone time and, and plan that in, um, because I know knowing myself that that's not just going to happen. I'm not just going to miraculously have that alone time. I'm going to have to be um, very insistent and in creating that for myself. Yeah. And that can be some people that alone time can, that lie there behind that is I can't, or that's selfish. And what's actually more selfish mm -hmm. is you thinking you're so valuable that you can't be replaced. Now in relationships, yes, that's true. You can't be replaced in relationships, but you can be replaced as a caretaker for your mom. You can be replaced as a teacher for those students in the classroom. And it's like, like you can be replaced in other places, but what cannot be replaced is your soul, is the very essence of who you are what you bring to the table, that specific type of love and knowledge of those boys in your home, that very specific love and connection that you have with your husband, you can't replace those. But how do we fill our cup? How important is it that we fill our cup with the right things? Like, you know, when God created people, the first day they got to enter into, or I guess that next day they entered into was rest. So then they started working out of rest. And then before they got too tired and burnt out, they got to rest again. And we have it so backwards that we have to toil and work and work and work at the expense of everything in us. And so you taking that away that it is because it is a lot of a lot of disease starts with stress. And it's stress is this thing that we, especially as teacher, I was a former um, public school educator in middle school and I loved my job, 
but my blood pressure every year kept going up and up. I think it was like 156 over like 90 something by the time I quit. And I ran every day. I didn't eat the greatest, let's be real. And I did drink a lot at that time, but it was also trying to bring down that stress because stress is just like a cocaine addict. You get the first hit and you're trying to hit that first hit again, but it takes more. So your body is constantly trying to equalize itself or harmonize or balance itself out by giving you more hormones so that you can keep going. You can keep going. And so we get so used to this high level of stress, like at first low level stress is just normal. And then we don't know that we're stressed until we're burnout, until we start having blood work come back or inflammation somewhere or pains and aches that, that keep us down. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just so dang proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of how far you've come. It's been such an honor to work with you. I, I can't even, um, again, I can't even voice what it's like on my end because it's like getting a front row view of God doing his work. I get to sit in that first pew and you're on stage with God and he's chiseling and working his magic. It's not magic, but you know, working his thing. And it's awesome that I get that. And I get that for a very select few people because I want to make sure that I don't miss a thing that I can be part of and see and witness and, and like put my little chisel in somewhere or whatever the giftings that God has given me somewhere in that chisel process. So Jen, I just want to thank you so much for being here. I want to thank you so much for being part of my life for saying yes. I want you, I want to thank you for being on this podcast episode. And right now I want this to continue to be about you. And I want you to tell the listeners a little bit more of who you are, what you do with this, with your tutoring business, because your tutoring business is the foundations of it is a phenomenal, um, phenomenal idea, phenomenal support for people all over the world that may need tutoring in the English language, um, whether it's trying to, you know, either get a citizenship or just do better with English language so that they can have a better profession, those kinds of things. Talk to me about what is going on in with that business? Thank you. Um, and thank you for having me on here. I, I really appreciate it. It's been an honor to work with you and um, to be asked to be on this podcast. Okay, so with the business, it's called Jabber Jen. And um, I basically founded this, this business, this small business, on the um, premise that everybody deserves to be literate. Um, even, even people who uh, English is not their first language. And I have worked for, for uh, the public schools um, working with English learners for the past 15 years. And I have my heart has been going out to parents of these children that I've worked with because they would come to me with just sadness and that they couldn't understand what their very own children were saying in the home because they didn't speak the same language. And just having that barrier in the house um, just broke my heart. 
And so that's why I, I created this business was for uh, adults to teach them English, not only to um, strengthen their family bonds, but also to help them get that promotion at their job, to help them better themselves in the community, um, to just have that self-confidence to be able to go to the grocery store yeah. and talk to the cashier, ask questions, find out where things are. Um, and I've even experienced, you know, people, myself going to the grocery store who, you know, just watching people who, who don't speak the language that well. And, you know, my heart just kind of goes out to them. And yeah, I want to tell, I want to tell the world about what I do because I know there's a huge need for it. Um, so it started there. And then I got to thinking, well, I've been, I've got my teacher's degree. I've been teaching for 15 years. I know, I know how this works and why not open it up to, to, uh, students, to kids. Uh, so I work with, with ages, uh, kindergarten up to sixth grade and the, um, platform is all online. So I can essentially teach from anywhere and to anywhere. So, um, that has been, uh, like a fire in my heart since the spring. And Danielle has helped me to bring that out and to, um, nurture it. And, um, she's given me tons of direction on how to, go about this small business thing that I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I just knew that I wanted to do it. <laughs> so, so that I guess in a nutshell is, is what I do. And um, yeah, I just, I am back in the classroom teaching during the day. Um, so by afternoon and evenings, that's, that's when I'll be doing my tutoring and my English language coaching. That's awesome. So I thought of you when I was at my parents' house. Um, so I, I don't know why. Everywhere I go, it's like everyone approaches me for directions. It doesn't matter if I'm in a different country. It doesn't matter whatever. And the crazy thing is I usually know where to go for most of the things. So I had this um, random um, Hispanic gentleman come up to me. And he asked me if I spoke Spanish, like in Spanish, he asked me if I spoke Spanish and I'm like, uh, a little bit, like now that I'm on the, like, I could probably speak it if I'm not being talked to, like, and need to have that conversation, but it's like, oh shoot, now I actually have to use it. So now I'm like scared, right? Like as a, as an, a native English speaker, I'm like, <gasps> like, oh no. So he asked me and I'm like, okay, a little bit, I'll try. And so he asked, he could not find the spoons. He wanted, he was like, what aisle is, are the spoons in? And so it like took me a minute. So I'm like, okay, wait. So he's asking, I'm like spoon, like spoon. He's like, yes. And so I walked him down the aisle to find the spoons, but you know, like on the, um, you know, the overhead in each aisle, it kind of tells you what's in the aisles. He couldn't read that. So that was like, that was a limitation for him. And, I, and you popped into my head. I'm like, <gasps> I need her business cards on hand because this would be something that he could really utilize and think about that independence he had and the time that he was wasting walking up and down every single aisle 
like we all like we have a very limited time and I'm sure he had a wife at home with kids and she was probably nagging on him or ragging on him. Where are you? Come home, blah, blah, blah. You know how it is. And the poor guy had to walk up and down every aisle and then he saw me and he just stopped and felt that he could ask me for help on where the spoons were. So I walked him down. I was like, I'm not sure, but let's go find it. And so we walked down. I was just looking at the overhead um, you know, numbers, you know, the aisle thingies. Um, and I'm like, okay, here. And I'm like on this side and he, he got him, and he gave, he like gave me a thumbs up and a smile. And he was just so grateful for that help. But that is something that even people not in the United States could really benefit from. I know you're working with um, a client that is from Turkey and we have a lot of listeners here, um, from India and from the middle East and things. And, this is something that her tutoring services are kind of like my one-to-one services. They're very tailored to what you need, starting from the basics all the way up to like, if you're like, man, I just really need to get around to the grocery store, or I really need to get that promotion at work. So I need to have the vocabulary in English to promote myself and make more money and feel more secure at home or help my family, whatever it is, time and money are important. And what if you just had that direct access to help to take away that time issue of learning on your own and take away the time issue of taking it forever to learn all the language and then the money, what happens if you can just go ahead and start earning more or have more time to do more? So Jen, can you tell us where they can find you on social media and um, what your email is? And then I will pop the links down for your website and everything down below in the show notes. Um, I'll even tag or I'll tag your handles, your social media handles, all of that down below in the show notes as well. But can you tell them where they can start following you and getting to know you? Yes, absolutely. Um, so on Facebook, you can find me as Jen, Jennifer Hilton. Um, and it's the last name is spelled H-Y-L-T-O-N. Um, so it's like the hotel only with a Y. And um <laughs> And my email is um, jabberjen3 at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, uh, jabberjen3. Awesome. Well, guys, go visit her. Go check her out. Go give her some love. Even if you're not a, a language learner and you may have... Um, or maybe you don't have kids in the home, or but y'all have something. Go give her some love and go give her some encouragement because that's what we do here at Cry to My Cheesecake. We are here to encourage and celebrate all the wins. And boy, she had a ton. And even being on this episode is a huge win. So cheers to you, Jen. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for trusting me. And I hope you have a fantastic time. And we will be praying for you through this new season of life. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's been a joy. Thanks for listening to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I hope it encouraged you to make a next best step in your health. Take a look at the show notes for more information or other links mentioned in the episode. If you got to this point in the episode, come and find me on Instagram at Crying in My Cheesecake and send me a DM. Tell me you listened to this episode and what you got out of it.